This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Making intuition intentional in your personal or professional life. Valeria Tellez interviews Marianne Kelly, the founder of Intuitive Services Insight, medium, mentor, speaker, author, holistic energy practitioner. Following a successful 33-year corporate career working globally, Marianne made a shift to follow her intuition. She went from corporate executive roles immersed in meetings and metrics to being a medium, mentor, speaker, author, and holistic energy practitioner, understanding how the universal principles of metaphysics, energy, and intuition allow communications with those passed over. These same principles of intuition also explained her insights regarding others' holistic health. Marianne is passionate about trying to alleviate client suffering. Sometimes the root cause of suffering is elusive. Being a medium, I have been able to accelerate the identification of the root cause, says Marianne. Intuitive Services Insight is a center of energy excellence, COEE, integrating a non-invasive set of modalities, such as past life regression, cord slash entity removals, residential property and vehicle clearings, emotional freedom tapping, EFT, and scalar wave, which can help both identify root cause and enable, for example, elusive layers of complex post-traumatic stress syndrome, complex PTSD, and tension myositis, myoneural syndrome, TMS, to be addressed while empowering the client for daily living along the way. Marianne's decades in corporate combined with her intuition expertise offer professionals a unique mentoring experience to remove obstacles and change undesired patterns for personal and career benefit. Marianne continues to work globally as her clients, who are both people and pets, are from USA, Canada, Spain, Portugal, United Kingdom, Ukraine, Sweden, Jordan, China, Hong Kong, Thailand, Australia, and Africa. She earned certifications in both Advanced and Mastery Medical Intuition, Tina Zion programs, Light Grid and Advanced Light Grid, Level 1 and 2 Reiki, and Animal Communication, Joan Ranquette program. 
in addition to her university degrees in finance and information systems. She also further complemented her depth by completing the Donna Eden Online Energy Medicine Curricula and Energy Healing for Animals. To learn more about Marianne Kelly and her work, please visit intuitiveservicesinsight.com. In your own words, who is Marianne Kelly? Well, Marianne Kelly is a soul um, that is constantly evolving. That simple. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I, um, I think as my life goes on, I become more and more of a student of life. And I realize that uh, things are boiling more and more down to a, uh, a sense of simplicity. Um, which makes um, life decisions, I think, both more profound and more um, and more simple to make as well. But the soul, so I hear that word a lot, also the spirit, also the true self. I'm wondering if they're all connected. Well, I believe they are. So if someone were to ask me, um, you know, taking that question that you asked, and I'll boil it down a bit more specifically, as I understand it. So I look at spirit as an energy that's in the universe that has different vibrations. And uh, a collection of those energies um, were formed to make my soul and the souls of others. Um, so I consider my soul to be among the the many spirits that are out there. Um, and the spirits, again, are uh, speak a language of energy. And that language of energy, I happen to call intuition, as far mm -hmm. as trying to convert energy into something that uh, humans can understand and act on. Another word, uh, consciousness, would that be the same? Spirits and consciousness, they are one and the same. Yes, I think they're very similar. I think for me, the definition of consciousness uh, becomes more about how do we become more aware yeah. of what our purpose is, not only for ourselves, but in the grand scheme mm -hmm. of the working with others or living with others and on the, the most grand scale and the universe at large. What is your definition of power? Well, I think that power, when it's sought after to control others, is not power in its best form. Mm -hmm. I think that power in the form in which it can serve to motivate and and help people become their best selves and to become more compassionate, I think that power in the positive context is what my more recent, I guess, latter definition was. So I think when I hear the word power, I have two distinct, um, I guess, frames of reference that come to my consciousness. There's the power that's from the ego, and then there's the power that is generated more from compassion and kindness mm -hmm. that tends to be more universal um, and wanting a greater good. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Well, my definition of success has definitely evolved and changed in my life. And I would say that now I'm the most successful that I've ever been in terms mm -hmm. of fulfillment yeah. and contentment and being um, being part of other people's journey 
as well. What do you think is the purpose of the human experiment? I think the purpose of the human experiment and life is to learn and to grow and to see how we can uh, be our best self in terms of fulfilling uh, what our potential is. And I think that when we can become compassionate to others and we can become um, uh, more of a person that surrenders to that potential, then we can experience life in its fullest. Yeah, I agree. And I often wonder why it is so challenging to trust and to surrender. Well, fear. I think fear is, um, you know, a part of the, the human experience that is very, very difficult to overcome because it triggers so many emotions within us. And so I, I believe that fear is the, the number one reason that, you know, holds people back from trusting and surrender. And fear takes many, many shapes, whether it's fear of lack of money, whether it's fear of judgment of others, whether it's fear of perceived position, etc. Is there a way to know when we are driven by love and not fear? What are some of the ways to know? Well, I think for me, it's when when it comes, when it has that first pop, meaning um, my, when I describe to people how do they use their, how to use intuition, intuition just comes. And when it comes, an intuition um, is based upon um, the purity of love. It doesn't have a negative agenda. Um, so when that first pop comes, uh, that's, that is aligned with love versus taking an action that's driven by fear, which often uh, involves the human brain um, going through permutations and combinations of pros and cons and who's going to come out best or who's going to come out on top or, you know, all the ramifications uh, then you know it's uh, it's not necessarily not necessarily driven by love. Or we can use another example when we see love manifest in beautiful ways. When you know strangers on the scene of an accident or the scene of a catastrophe just yeah. jump in to help. True. You know there there's love. What is the difference between intuition and rational thinking and also imagination? So intuition again is the what I call it is the 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 the, the language of energy and intuition yeah. is that first pop now where thinking gets involved and that's more of the human brain going through a decision making process weighing pros and cons now as a as a medium and an energy worker when that intuition comes in do I use some of my human faculties to actually verbalize what I'm getting? Yes, I do. But that's different than me changing the message of what I'm getting. So people will say to me, well, you know, are you thinking about it? And I'll say, no, I'm not thinking about it. I got the information and the information may come to me in signs, symbols, words, pictures, um, little movie, um, little movies might play for me. And I'm trying to extract out that, that meaning and condense it so that I can articulate a sentence that's valuable to the client. But in that sense, I'm using my brain not to change the message, not to think about it in terms of changing it, but more so how to deliver it such that it provides the intended value. So imagination, Marianne, is that connected to intuition somehow? 
Yeah, well, I think that initially when I was, um, I guess, in my self-discovery uh, process of this phase of my life, um, the 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 fear that I had was these messages and this intuition. It feels like imagination, and I really held back for quite a while in talking about what I do now because I didn't want to hurt anyone. And I really wasn't sure how to um, distinguish. And in the end, though, the the intuitive experience really can feel like imagination because it comes in pure, just like when you're a little kid and you might have some um, remembrances of day, day, daydreaming or something. And something comes in from your imagination when you're a, a child, you know, playing with toys or whatever it is. And it's that lightness. When you use your imagination, it's a very light experience. When intuition comes in, even if the even with, even if what comes in is a very serious message, it still has a lightness about it because it's pure. It's correct. What do you love most about being a woman? Uh, well, I think <laughs> um, that I, I like the fact that um, that there seems to be in it much more of an acceptance about the the gentleness associated with being a female but there's a but i have and the but that i have is um at the same time through much of my life especially my life in the corporate world i was considered to have a much more male personality um so i think that it's not so much to me the distinction between male versus female as it is about what are the qualities that an individual has that enables them to best become uh, the person fulfilling their potential to also help others. So I, I, I tend to not want to get into um you know, the strengths of male or female, because quite frankly, in my life, I've been told I have so much male in me as far as my corporate work, which I would agree, um, according to um, how things are typically defined in society. Um, and at the same time, to answer your original question, as far as the female characteristics, um, I do like that sensitivity that um, is more associated with females um, in, in our society and that, and that gentleness and that compassion. What lessons have you learned from 2020? And do you have a vision for a new, better reality? Well, I think that my lessons learned in 2020 is uh, becoming increasingly more in focus about how important the unseen is. And the unseen in terms of, say, the, um, the, the suffering would be COVID. We can't see a virus, but we've certainly learned how to become more aware of it through, uh, you know, through the catastrophic suffering that is happening. At the same time, one of the things that I was stressing um, earlier in my current career to people is when they would say, you know, I don't really necessarily believe in, you know, in energy and all this other, you know, stuff. And I would say, well, you know, I think we just want to be careful about making sure that we're understanding how powerful in a good way the unseen can be as far as energy, love, oxygen, all those things that I just said that have certain nouns and words that we put to them as humans, all are unseen. 
but they're certainly very important. So in 2020, what I believe is important is that we as a human race um, are really understanding um, what's truly important to each each of us as far as relationships with one another, as far as the relationship to the, the planet, as far as the relationship to our environment, um, et cetera. I think that's really critical. As far as going forward, um, I think that Again, when our society was looking at, well, you know, who are essential workers? And I think that that was an amazing question and, and, um, and type of differentiation that was put on it. And I think that the people that were um, better acknowledged for their true contribution to us as a society as a whole got, um, you know, got better identified. And I think in that process, it shouldn't have to take COVID, of course, to have that. But I think in that process, um, I'm hoping that the awareness of how important actually everyone's role is, whether you're, you know, going out to do a job or you're doing it from home or whether, you know, you're taking care of children or whatever your function in life is, it's important. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? To be free means that I feel totally fulfilled and totally content and I have the strength to go after what I need to do in order to attain that. That's freedom is I don't really have a want for anything. I'm so satisfied and fulfilled in the current state. What is love to you? Love is the most pure type of energy that is the most powerful among everything that there is. And that also leads me to a question that I often ask is unconditional self-love. Do you believe that unconditional self-love is a realistic practice? <laughs> well, I think it's something that we should all strive for. And I think it's important to distinguish that unconditional self-love is not selfish. Right. In fact, it's right. the opposite because uh, I discussed this with several, several of my clients. And I think that while it may be, you know, difficult for us to say we've attained it, um, but I, I do think that it's part of the journey that should always be sought because I think that when we can say that we've unconditionally loved ourselves, it actually makes us better in balance. And then when we're better in balance and as individuals, then by default, we're also helping others. How did you become a writer? And what was the inspiration of writing The Thunder of Intuition, a piece published in the book, Your Shift Matters, Surviving to Thriving by, I think her name is Dana Zarcone. Yes, sure. yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, I've always liked to write, even as a child, I liked to write and I enjoyed using language as because I find that language can be so powerful and there's so many words that you can use and phrases to really get across not only a message intellectually, but to evoke a visceral understanding such that people are can be so affected by reading the written word. And so I I appreciated the value of writing again as a child. And then as I embarked on this journey and went through uh, a, a transformation, certainly, I wanted to share that story in hopes that as others might read it, if they have fear about taking a 
great leap as I did, that they will be able to overcome it um, to help themselves and to help others. Talk to me for a moment about that story, Marianne. Well, so in a nutshell, I yeah. when I look when I look back, I had these nudges, as I would call them, or these. Um, vibrations, you know, this tapping on me with information coming in. And when I look back, I realized when I was taking care of my grandmother as a child, my grandmother lived with us and then she became ill and the family uh, took care of her. And during my time and taking care of her, she was telling me stories about, you know, how to, you know, interpret information. And she may not be using this, these particular words, but this was her point. And I remember being small and not really understanding what she would say. And she would say, just, you'll remember, remember these stories later, they'll make sense. And so fast forward when all these messages kept coming, you know, in a much more fast and furious way, um, as, uh, as believe it or not, is when I started ballroom dancing as, as the catalyst and all these messages just were flooding in. And then I, and then I did have that flashback. Oh, but this is what my grandmother was talking about. And then I realized when I looked back through my corporate career and had some successes and figured things out that were rather obscure I realized, you know, these, this was my using my intuition as well. I'm sure it was in combination with the fact that I had some university training in the, in the topics and I worked hard, but the differentiator I really believe was being able to tap in and use intuition, even though I didn't really recognize it for what it was at the time. So when I was deciding what to do in my next step, um, after my time in corporate, uh, and I, I just took a ballroom dance lesson to as one of the things on my bucket list. And then all these messages just started coming in because for the first time in, uh, since I had been a tiny child, I was really doing one thing at a time, which I had to concentrate on in terms of learning this dance lesson because it was new to me. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, everything just start – all the puzzle pieces just started to come together. The, the, the topics that my grandmother was talking to me about as a child, all these different situations in my, in my corporate world started to come together. And truly, I was getting a picture form with all these puzzle pieces. And then information was coming in regarding others that could be helpful. Helpful. And when I shared it with some others, friends or uh, people close to me, and they were like, yes, you know, that's that's right. And it was helpful to them. I realized, oh, I guess I really need to be doing something more with this information in this next chapter of my life. And that's what drove me to make the change. And I had also met with um, somebody that's a respected medium. And when I met with him a few times and he said, you know, you can do this, right? And he put three pictures down in front of me and I didn't know anything about the the people in the pictures, there's nothing special about these particular snapshots at all. And all this information came flooding through and I almost wondered who's speaking. Right. And it was, and then I'm like hearing myself speaking, but this information is coming in from someplace else. It's not coming in by my brain's not generating it. And he said, well, you're right. And I know you're right because I happen to know these three people. And then one thing after another just kept happening, which kept validating this is the path. Right. And, um, you know, then I met someone, I, I became in contact with Tina Zion and the same thing kept happening with her on the medical intuition, or I refer to it in my work as holistic health readings. Yeah. And, you know, it just, the validation just kept happening faster and faster and faster, which made it very clear that this was the path I really needed to go on, which I'm delighted about. So mediumship 
Is that a, an ability that everyone has, Marian, or only some of us? I believe that um, intuition, mediumship is an ability that we all have. Um, I think that I believe that we all have it that as we're born with it. I think that um, that as children, because society in some, I guess in some society circles, it's not something that's revered or um, encouraged, then mm. it kind of gets dampened down. Um, as happened with me, um, I mean, my grandmother was trying to fill me in and, you know, then she passed away. I continued with, you know, traditional school and it wasn't really something that was fostered. But then it came, you know, it surfaced in a very resounding way, as I had previously mentioned. So I absolutely believe that if this is something that is available to everyone, you have to make an effort to be quiet enough uh, to welcome it and to and to help it develop in you so for clarity what is the difference between being a psychic and being a medium um so being a medium as i define it is getting messages that um have to do with the person's past it can be it can have to do with their present it can have to do with their past lives so it can be their past and the current life it can be their past lives it can be um some inklings potentially about the future and i say potentially because free will that we all have can change anything about the future at any time um Mm. being a psychic i think is more about the person and the, the the present and you know i'll just go i'll just state this for the record that i respect that there's a variety of um, perspectives on these definitions and I respect everyone's perspective on it. I'm defining it as it pertains to the work that I do but I'm certainly not um, I'm certainly respectful of other people's definitions and how they may use it in the work that they do. In your website you have this um, statement that says making intuition intentional in your personal and professional life. So how do we make intuition intentional? So it, 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 well, I, I put that statement together because when I was earlier in my journey and I realized I was getting these messages, if I had done nothing with it, I really wasn't then applying it. And I'm a very practical person. Yeah. I'm a very down-to-earth person. I like results <laughs> and I like to see how they unfold. Yeah. So when I put that statement together, it's to me, it's about the intentional part is empowering yourself or empowering others with purpose, Mm -hmm. something meaningful that's going to be aligned with positive, with those positive intentions. So what are we going to get out of it? How do we know that we've achieved anything? And I'm not saying achieved according to, you know, money or status or anything, but do we, do we improve our lives? Do we improve our journey? Do we improve other people's lives? Yeah, those are great questions. And this is different from the law of attraction. I believe it, it, it's, it can be part of it, but I believe that it, on a more personal level, individual level, we have um, the ability to use the intuition that we all are born with, again, to make it intentional. Yeah. And that's an active, active role. Now, with the with the law of attraction, you're making an active role to attract, um, yeah. but I, I believe you, you have an even more active, empowered role in making your own intuition intentional, mm, which yeah. by default will help the law of attraction, by the way. 
On your website, you said mediumship work beyond an initial reading is available for those desiring soul level healing. That's interesting about the soul, because some of us have this understanding, this idea that the soul is perfect, doesn't need any healing. Is that part of us that knows more than the ego mind does. So what is soul level healing? What would that look like? So when I do an initial reading with someone, I may find, um, you know, say injuries or um, negative energies associated with their um, instances in their in their past associated with the current life or their truly past lives, or I will come across other energies that are negative or dark that we typically don't want to have um, have around us or carrying around with us. So the soul level healing is when we do either past life regression and we regress back to that past life to go to that root cause, that point of origin, um, to uh, do the healing from that point of injury, if you will, and then bring bring that root cause healing forward. Um, that's one one way that I provide a service. The other ways are removing energies that um, are manifesting um, in a harmful way uh, to people. And sometimes the, they arise, and it's difficult for more traditional means to find them or to become aware of them. And so then that's when sometimes clients come to me because they're, they're having a recurrent problem that is not detected or um, found by more traditional means. That makes sense. Would that be connected to the readings you offer? You offer many of them, spiritual reading, uh, the uh, dark entity removal and past life regression. Is that connected to the soul yeah. level healing? Yes, it is. So, so the soul level healing um, type of work is associated with removing cords, those negative, those dark entities, um, past life regressions, and then um, two modalities that I use: um, emotional freedom tapping that helps to do a reset, if you will, um, uh, at the subconscious level, and then also scalar wave, which is another modality that's part of um, soul level healing as well. And talk to me for a moment, Marianne, about the holistic health healing. So the reason that I chose holistic health um, on my website instead of medical intuition is because two reasons. One, I want to be very, very clear that I do not pretend to be a medical physician um, who are typically associated with medical diagnoses. So I just wanted to, you know, not use a certain word that, you know, then there can be no confusion about that, right. number one. And then, and also out of respect for those individuals that are highly credentialed um, in the medical field um, as well. So it's both a, a respect matter and a differentiation point that I'm making. And the other reason I chose to use holistic health um, instead of medical intuition is that holistic is by default inherently including more. So the information that I'm getting may not be associated with what is traditionally thought of from a medical perspective. And that's other information that I'm going to include. For example, I could do a reading on somebody and, and it's, it has happened where I have found a dark entity that has really been causing quite a bit of uh, upset and unwanted 
um, pretty dramatic physical manifestations. Now, that's that's the manifestation is having, say, a, a medical impact, but not the but the root cause wouldn't be associated with what is traditionally called medical. So I just found that it was easier for my clients to relate to, it's holistic. I bring in whatever information comes in through my intuition into the reading to provide as much value and as much help as I can going forward. So then that way we don't get into, you know, conversations about, well, you know, well, is that entity or is that thing attached to a certain organ? Well, possibly, possibly not. It may be in your field. And so it just makes, I think, um, the delivery of the service um, more valuable in terms of including, you know, everything that I can include to provide um, assistance to that client. So my question is, is it possible to use mediumship to cause harm to others? No. Now, I mean, my answer was so fast on that, but it's yeah. just... <laughs> really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's just that it's mm. just jumped right out of me that no. Right. No. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything? Well, I, I think that especially because my journey, um, you know, involved so much of my work, um, somewhat in the clinical corporate settings, but also in more traditional uh, financial services and IT settings, that I'm a little bit of an unusual um, person with a, that kind of a background. And I didn't expect that I was going to be doing this um, type of work in this part of my life. But I guess my ending statement would be that for those people that are drawn to this, um, that I want to offer them encouragement because it is, I'm the happiest I've ever been, um, mm -hmm. the most fulfilled I've ever been. Um, and you know, there is a peace, um, in surrender, which I've learned. Um, and that if you can trust, um, you will have doors open that, uh, can offer you, um, much greater fulfillment than you could probably have imagined. And that's what happened to me. And so I would encourage others to consider it. And for the skeptics, I was, I was a skeptic myself, so I get it. Um, and so I would say, you know, the, the work that we do with energy, it can't hurt you. It's not invasive and you don't really have anything to lose by being open-minded just enough to give it a chance and try it because it may bring you closure. It may bring you peace. It may bring you, um, you know, some other benefits that you hadn't thought of. Yeah. Thank you, Marianne. Thank you for your beautiful purpose in this reality. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. What is another word for healing? Peace. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? I think that I would be more compassionate. And my last question, what are three things about life you know for sure as of now? To honor the unseen, meaning that just because the human senses may not be able to perceive something certainly does not mean that it is not real. So to honor the unseen, in some ways, you know, we certainly have all learned that we have to honor COVID. That's a more, you know, unhappy example, but let's yeah. talk about the happy examples. We honor love, oxygen, and other things that are, that are not seen. Um, number two is to not underestimate the amount of positive impact any one person 
of any age can make on another person or society or or a group as a whole. And number three, they saying about there's nothing greater than love is more true than I had ever realized before. I love your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your work. Thank you for everything, Marianne. You're powerful message <laughs> yes thank you for doing this uh yeah. you're certainly contributing to a a, a great need that's uh, uh or addressing a great need that is uh, out there in the universe so thank you thank you where can we find more information about you your work products services and future projects okay so that would be my website so that's intuitive services insight all one word intuitive services insight dot com Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening, and bye for now. Bye.